Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, recapping the latest good news for Red Raider basketball and getting to a Grant McCaslin recruiting report card next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Always great to be with you on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Do subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again. And I'm kind of curious if the frame of mind that we're going to be in for today's episode could be one of the final blips on the basketball radar for a little while as we get into football season and a football frame of mind. So maybe this one of the last bigger basketball conversations we're going to have for a little while on Locked On Texas Tech. But we must have it because Texas Tech got some really good news on the hoops front not too long ago as Joe Toussaint made the call to be a Red Raider. West Virginia transfer. He came into your building and dropped 22 on you not too long ago. We are familiar with this guy, and one of the really, really exciting things about getting him is that you will most likely not have to face him now two times, as we thought he could wind up in another Big 12 locale, if not in Lubbock. But as we'll get to later on in this episode, we saw once again Grant McCaslin and his staff successful uh, after they get a guy to campus and, and have a time to uh, be on the receiving end of a visit. We'll get to that bigger offseason picture and the tech roster picture now coming up in just a moment. But Chris, you've seen this guy up close and personal, uh, obviously in a West Virginia uniform there from your seat uh, on the sideline. And I know you're probably as excited as anyone to have Joe Toussaint in a tech uniform next year. This is a big get. Yeah, and the Red Raiders obviously saw him uh, three times last year, and obviously the game in Lubbock was uh, as he you know he, he was as big a reason as anybody why you you dropped that one. Uh, he had twenty two off the bench, and and you're right if you didn't uh, if you didn't get him, you were going to see him either in a purple uniform or more than likely back in the uh, the old blue and gold there at West Virginia. And I know at, at some point uh, throughout the process, he kind of did rule out not returning there, but. Certainly had an uneasy feeling when he leaves here and he's going to take that visit to uh, to Kansas State. And obviously there was some Alabama uh, talk. There was some Pitt talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else kind of, uh, you know, was, was in the in the periphery there as far as, as he started to take some visits and make a decision. But you were in this from the get-go. I think you, uh, once Bob Huggins' situation happened, I think that there was a few guys that expected a certain, you know, certain players from West Virginia to maybe, you know, have an idea of looking in the portal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was always told if he gets in the portal, you know, that, that we're, 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 we are interested, you know, uh, and – and sure enough, and so as soon as he jumped in, I think you you kind of, you know, because you just can't have enough. Look, do I wish Joe Toussaint was six three or six four? Absolutely, it's not his fault. He's just six foot. But but you know, if you're if you're trying to put a team together, that that's the one, you know, negative that he's got. He's just not the biggest guy, and you've already got a not very big guy in Pop Isaacs. But this is what you wanted, 
at the time on based on what was available and all that, this is a no brainer uh, because I, I know what I'm getting from him. I'm getting maturity. I'm getting experience. I'm getting toughness. I'm getting just a, a solid player. And whether he starts or whether he's one of the first guys off the bench, I know that this player last year in the league that he's about to play in was better statistically on the road than he was at home. And by a, a couple of points and a couple of three rebounds, better uh, on the road than he was at home and across the board. And so I think, again, that that says a lot to me. And when you're sitting here a couple of three weeks ago, Cowan, and you, you, you've got two spots available and you're looking at what your team is on paper and you're looking at what everybody else is adding or has added around the Big 12, you felt a little vulnerable. You know, I don't mind saying that. You kind of look around and go, Ooh, and and you you need to, you need to make these two spots count, and they did. They went and got fifth year guys, seniors, guys that have done it at the Power Five level, that are just solid players on either end of the court. And you know, this is what you did back two years ago when you went to the Sweet Sixteen. You were swimming in them, and I just not that you're going to hit on these guys like you did with those guys, like the Warrens and the Arms and. Uh, Bryson Williams and all those guys, but I, I love living in that world because that's how you win in this league, not in a night out, man. So big time addition for sure. I mean, I don't know. Well, we got to wait and see. Obviously, when the lights come on, you're on the floor. How are you going to gel together uh, as a team? But so I don't want to call them something, you know, just as a blanket statement too quickly, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway because we're hosting a podcast. So why not get out over our skis? Um, I, I just feel like you've, You've become an old team. Can I say that? I don't know if you're an old team, but you've damn sure gotten older than you were a season ago, which may have not been all that hard to do. Are you old as a team just yet? Maybe too soon to know, but Chris, it has seemed like that's that's what will get her done in the Big 12 and uh, nationally within some recent history. And, and Texas Tech as a team has certainly taken steps in that direction, have they not? Well, yeah, and you're not you're not an old team, but you are older, and okay. that was the key: is you needed to get older. Uh, I think, you, you know, the 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 chance uh, McCarty, the excuse me, Chance McMillan. Uh, I've got AJ McCarty on the brain from <laughs> yesterday's show. Um, chance McMillan, and then uh, Darian Williams. Th- these were these were portal additions, but these were guys that you're going to get for multiple years. Then you, 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 uh, other than Elijah Fisher, you get all your freshman group back from last year that are now sophomores. Then you add a few uh, other, you know, true freshmen to the mix this year. You've got the the prep school kid, you've got Drew Steffi, you, you know, and all that. So anyway, in totality, it's pretty young. Warren Washington was kind of the, uh, the, the one, you know, older guy, and I think you know. Then you have the the duo of of Dar- Demorion Williams and and Kerwin Walton, who both can exhaust their eligibility this year, or they can, I think, come back another year. So, but but now now Warren Washington has company. Now he's got two guys next to him, and one of which was a teammate last year in. Uh, in Devon Cambridge, but, uh, yeah, Toussaint, he spent multiple years at Iowa, uh, and then obviously last year at West Virginia. And so, uh, I, I was thrilled about the, yeah. these two additions and again, Cambridge has got some work to do this summer, uh, to, to, you know, I, I guess, uh, 
be able to enroll or I, I don't know exactly where all that stands, but he's got, he's got a few things to do, like to be able to be a, considered a grad transfer. I think uh, Joe Toussaint, I think is already here. Uh, got here a few days ago, maybe this past weekend, since we're talking to you on a Tuesday here. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I just, uh, the, the whole thing kind of the way you wrapped it up, it kind of pleased me. I will say, I will say when you only have the two spots available, you, you do look at, you're still a bit, you're still smaller. You yeah. you were older, but you, you, you don't have as much size in the, in the paint as I, I think you would have ideally loved to have, but. Oh man, what does Warren Washington foul trouble look like if you're playing a game tomorrow? <laughs> Get scary, right? (laughs) Exactly. And that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. In the Big 12 Conference, that's like a guaranteed ticket. You're going to have to deal with it at least. Maybe you can avoid it. That doesn't happen. But you're going to have to learn uh, to deal with it as a guy that's battling there in the paint. Joe Toussaint, tough some buck is what Toussaint translates to. Joey T from the Bronx. (laughs) Excited for this guy to be a part of Texas Tech's culture as you try to get back uh, to having that chip on your shoulder and and having that edge. Uh, Chris, big picture-wise, after this addition for Tucson, can I say that the Tech roster is complete? What do you think? But first, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, making you look good, feel great for all occasions. The most versatile shorts in the world. They're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpted look. You're after. Look down at your legs right now. Bulky fit? What do you look like? An empty duffel bag down there? There is a solution, friends and neighbors, and it's with my friends at Bird Dogs. They're looking around at these stiff, restricting fabrics, and they decide, hey, clouds in the air, knit fabric in my hand, boom, smash them up, and what do you got? Cloud knit fabric made from free-roaming, free-ranging, organic Clouds look just like khaki, but they stretch in a way that gives you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And of course, they also include that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that's going to keep you cool and dry all day long. So right now, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, or you can enter the promo code locked on college at birddogs.com for a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or the promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. And you won't have to because they're the most versatile short pants known to man. Grilling, chilling, thrilling bird dogs are going to be there for you, giving you the stretch without sacrificing fit. Get in on it now and experience it firsthand at birddogs.com slash locked on college. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college. Chris, big picture wise, after this addition for Tucson, can I say that the tech roster is complete? What do you think? Yeah, you know, you, you don't ever want to <laughs> talk in absolutes. Uh, I remember was it a few years ago uh, I guess when Mark Adams took over they had the the one player from the University of Dallas that had committed to them and it got right up until like kind of that late May when he and he's like yeah I'm, I'm not doing this uh you know he, he you know and so like we had talked about him you know like for for several weeks it was like this is one of the first kids you had committed and he was gonna be a portal guy and 
and he's just like, yeah, I, I just didn't think he liked what uh, what had been put together uh, on the roster. And I say that because I think you had kind of out recruited him. Like he, he was oh, like, right. I may not get to play much, and so I'm gonna, you know. Uh, but so but nothing yeah. is ever finished for exactly certain. like legendary Red Raider Deshaun Jackson. We got yeah, to experience. There, there you go. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, uh, which you know heads back to Charlotte. I, I'm I'm told that. There's some folks that aren't even sure if he will play basketball this year. Uh, mm-hmm. He did not play last year. Um, that's a health situation. And I hope that the young man, you know, the, the, the basketball is the least uh, thing anybody needs to be worried right. about with his, with his future. But uh, just to give you an idea, maybe why the Red Raiders kind of went a different direction. Yeah. But so it is complete, the roster in so much as I don't think you're out actively recruiting players for the immediate. Okay. Because you, okay. you've, you've committed all of your scholarships. Now, could you, could you do something like the, the Matador club or something? I guess, theoretically, however, you, you know, basketball is a little bit different than football. It's like, you know, more, more doesn't necessarily mean better. And there's only so many guys you can play on the court before you kind of end up hurting yourself chemistry wise by adding more ingredients into the, uh, to the recipe there uh, from a basketball roster standpoint. So I say all that to say, I think you're pretty much done. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't expect anything going on now. It can all change up until whenever they start sitting in class in, I guess, late August, early September. That's why you, you you haven't even seen a roster like officially posted or announced yet, uh, because it is very fluid. Um, and and like I said, the whole Cambridge thing—it's not necessarily a sure thing. Uh, I think everybody feels very confident in in it being that way, or they wouldn't have gone through with this. But there's some work that, that needs to be done, and so. Uh, that's just the reality of it. Uh, and so I think he would have had to do the same thing if he was going to Oregon too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so to answer your question, Calvin, I think, yes, it's, it's complete, but it's not finalized. <laughs> I think you, 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 you've got it in pencil, just not, it's not Sharpie yet. Uh, but you, you're, you're about as close to the Sharpie as it's laying on the table. You just can't take the cap off and use it just yet. <laughs> and as I've already mentioned, I mean, now you get down to the work of uh, trying to establish chemistry and yep. and synergy and and getting these guys to gel, Chris. And I know that we, especially I think when there's a coaching change and you're trying to to rebuild a roster, so to speak, um, in the new coach's image, um, you know, you're thinking so much about what what can these guys do recruiting wise? What can the head coach do recruiting wise? And then you're hiring assistants. You're thinking, all right, well, how can they recruit? But then you get to the other part of that process, and that's not even really the basketball process yet, but it's the chemistry, relationship, bond building part of the process. Is, um, you try to get these guys to, to become like family and have a feel for one another, not only from a basketball standpoint, but a personal standpoint as well. And I really have no idea what to expect in that regard because I haven't seen Coach McCaslin uh, do it here locally yet. So expectations high, expectations low. I'm just somewhere in between, I guess, waiting to see what happened. You know, going back to the Chris Beard era, uh, Chris, I kind of got used to really believing they can bring a team together. Uh, Whatever that methodology involved, there were, you know, repeated years where you had some 
I think, significant roster turnover, and yet you were still a good basketball team. You were still competitive in the Big 12 or doing whatever you did during that time, then even leading into a Sweet 16 run under Mark Adams. So there was some stock there to look at, some proof of performance where you say, yeah, they've done this before, and no big deal. You know, whenever the time arrives, I'm sure they'll be ready. <laughs> and that was kind of a new experience for me as a college basketball fan. You know, the thought that every year, wow, you're going to have not only newcomers, but you could be asking that newcomer to be a cornerstone. You know, like, hey, we need you to be a leader instantly because you're 35 years old, even though this is your first week in Lubbock, Texas. I mean, that's kind of a regular thing now. But I'm just somewhere in between, Chris. But that's the next part of this process, right, to really try to bring these guys together by the time you're tipping things off uh, and have not only a collection of uh, good players, but a team. And, and there's a difference in those two things. Yeah, but, you know, Beard used to say um, it, 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 during those times, you know, our, our issue is we're, we're racing against the clock. Uh, we only mm. have so many hours and so many days to try to get these guys gelled together. I, I think what's changed, you know, since he first kind of started talking like that, obviously he's not your head coach anymore, but the sport has changed. You know, everybody to a certain extent is operating the same way. Everybody is, it's like the fruit basket turnover. Like where you just got to, everybody's trying to mesh it and gel it and, and quickly. And you've got lots of new parts. Uh, you know, yeah. there's not really anybody in the, in the big 12 or, you know, elsewhere that just brought it all back. You know, I mean, you, you know, so I think that that's a benefit. And, and I, you know, last time I talked to coach McCaslin about this very thing, this was, this is basically what he told me. Look, I think and I think he's coming at it from a defensive standpoint because sometimes that takes some time. Mm -hmm. But you all know what you want to become, but it just <laughs> takes time. And uh, uh, but you know, bottom line is I look for them to be really good on defense. That, that's what I would say. I thought they took a step back last year defensively. Some of yeah. that personnel wise, some of that, you know, just like you just kind of got away from your identity a bit help side wasn't as good. Uh, you know, the no middle thing, you know, it just, I don't know. It, it just, there, there was, it, it was just not very good at times. And I, I expect, because now you have a, a rim protector, you know, uh, back there with some length uh, to, to him and, and you've got, you know, longer guards. Uh, you've got some short ones too, or smaller ones, but you've got some longer, you know, wing types and things like that. So anyway, we, uh, we shall see, but, uh, that I expect them to get better, and it's just going to take a little bit of time. Man, if you got to chop wood one end or the other, I'd love to start on the defensive end of the floor and reestablish you know, that aspect yep. of your identity in year one under Coach McCaslin. Okay, we'll step away somewhat from what we expect in year one on the court, and let's more so look at this first go-round as far as the offseason is concerned for Coach McCaslin and company. We'll talk report card, hit rate, success rate, batting average, and so on and so forth. And we'll get to that coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with Chris. I'm Casey coming to you from west of the 100th Meridian where it's really going down uh chris as we wrap up today's conversation i'm sitting here kind of wondering you know as we get closer and closer and closer to football season 
Is this one of the last bigger basketball combos we might have? What else is out there on the timeline, I guess, in the next few months before we're actually getting the tip off for Coach McCaslin and company? Anything big to pay attention to? You know, I, I think their calendar, you know, they're, they're going to practice the month of July. Uh, it's second session summer school, so that more of this chemistry and, and install or strength conditioning, I mean, all, all the things that you think of about summer months uh, are, are in play in the month of July. And obviously with, with Tech Basketball, the TBT is uh, about a week and a half away. So yeah. Tech Basketball just in general will be kind of in the in the news. And I would guess you'll see – Grant and his team uh, kind of involved and in around the, that event uh, as it as it relates to, you know, mid mid July and those uh, three potential games they're playing at at the United Supermarket Arena. But August is typically one of the quietest times for basketball as we all focus on football, because August is really when those coaches, uh, that's their really only time off. Uh, that, you know, after second session summer school and before the fall semester starts, it's kind of a sweet spot for two to three weeks to kind of get away. I think players are allowed to kind of go home. Uh, but, yeah, you've kind of – it feels like you've been, you know, since uh, the news of uh, Mark Adams resigning and the hiring of Grant McCaslin and trying to put his staff together. Now, I will say you obviously have a few more announcements to make uh, as far as your staff goes. I'm expecting two more additions at least. Uh, I, you know, and again, we'll see if, if I'm right or not. But I think uh, Dave Smart is going to join this staff in some capacity. Then I think you're you're going to add a, a heavy state of Texas AAU presence uh, to to your to your staff, and so that that still is is out there to get done. But uh, but as far as uh, you know, just general, and, and and they could end up being bringing in some some prospects. Uh, from a high school standpoint, uh, you know, on visits maybe in the yeah. next 60 to 90 days or whatever. But, you know, I, I'm I'm of the opinion now that that's not near as big of a thing as it used to be just because, man, if I'm being honest, I'd rather go pluck one off of Nevada or Grand Canyon or West Virginia or Arizona State's roster. Uh, not that you can do that 100% of the time, but I just uh, – you know, I think you've got a nice nucleus with some young guys. And, uh, I, and again, you, 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 there's a, there's a best of both worlds there. You, you know, you can, you can start to, uh, add a few high school kids every year, but again, I just don't see the, we'll, we'll see, you've already lost one of them, but we'll see in say three years, how many of Lamar Washington, Robert Jennings, um, Pop Isaacs, how many of that group stayed throughout and exhausted their eligibility here? Um, and so, you know, and I don't hope that any of them were to leave. I'm just saying you look around the sport, this is what happens. Sure. But um, I love that they want to stay here and I think they can all play and help you. Uh, so, but I, uh, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, I think that you'll, you would look to maybe replace Warren Washington and, Okay. Tucson and Cambridge with maybe, you know, same as, you know, let's go back to the portal and find me some old guys again. It just seems like, um, you know, not that you've had to be on the edge of your seat every day since the <laughs> hire, but it's just been this long, ongoing process to not only round out the staff, but take care of the roster and uh, somewhat completed the picture and still some things to round out from a staff standpoint. But I'm wondering how you view uh, the success rate, Chris, the batting average. I mean, 
what what was it you think for Grant McCaslin and his staff as they set out to achieve X and they wound up with this? So how close do those two things mirror one another? Because it does seem like, for the most part, guys they got on campus uh, became Red Raiders. But how do you see it working out from the first go round? You know, they they really did. I, I think that you know the hit rate with with football and basketball right now with portal visits, it's pretty it's pretty astonishing. I mean, pretty close to perfect. Grant and his staff, yeah, some of these guys were a bit off the radar. Some of these guys weren't necessarily the sexiest names out there or the guys that were going to make the most headlines, but they knew what they were looking for. They identified shooting and length and defense and maturity and all, all, all the things. And, you know, they, they've been putting out a lot of stuff about, you know, toughness and, and all those things. And toughness isn't just about rolling your sleeves up and trying to punch somebody in the mouth before they punch you. Toughness is <laughs> – uh, you know, Joey, Joey was, they, they were big on that deal from, what was it like Creed two or Creed three? What was the foot in the tire deal? Uh, last year. Do you remember this? Did you ever see this movie? I never saw it. I was out after Rocky five. Yeah. See, I never saw this movie either, but I understand the analogy. And it was like, two guys have to put a foot in yeah. the tire and you got to stay there until somebody takes their foot out. Fighting the phone booth. There, there you, bingo. That's exactly <laughs> right, and that's when you find out. Okay, how how tough is uh, our guy's going to be? Chris, you use that analogy on an athlete today. They're saying, "What the hell is a phone booth?" <laughs> so it's got to be the tire thing, or, or a phone book, or a <laughs> right. payphone, or anything else. Yeah, it's like I see these in like old sitcoms or old movies. And you're like, you know, or, or like the beeper. It's like you, beep beep beep. You know, it's they like, still know what a tire is, though. So that's why very why. much so. Yeah. Very much okay. so. But I think that they're trying to build uh, a toughness component with the roster. And I think they were, they, you know, some of these guys were heavily vetted from that standpoint, or, you know, they feel like they were. And it, it's just a good, because what you, I, I've seen people say, and I've, I've been asked this, hey, man, it looks like we have a roster full of role players. Yeah, that's exactly what you have. And, you know, I think you could even say you have a roster full of glue guys or role players. I, I, I would caution, you know, I mean, yes, you do. And you're probably going to win some games or try to play games where, where you're, you know, it's in the 50s. You know, it's not going to be super up-tempo. Games are going to feel shorter, if that makes sense. And and shots are going to be a bit bigger because there's not going to be as many shots being taken kind of thing, if you if you follow what I'm saying. Because you're going to grind, you 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 don't necessarily have like the football conversation. Uh, I think there's a lot more possibilities for star power in football on your team than you will have in basketball. I think to a certain extent, some of these guys are what they are, and that's not a bad thing because I think they're they're all solid defensively. They're solid role player types. Uh, they I think they'll all have an understanding of the role. And Grant's going to ask some of them to be more, you know, than, than what yeah. they were. Darian Williams and Chance McMillan and Warren Washington specifically. But that's that's what you've got. This isn't the flashiest of rosters, but it, it's a roster that could put some fear into folks. And after the Joe Toussaint edition, some of the folks that talk and write about this nationally were like, okay, looks like a tournament team to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, yeah. and again, it won't be easy, Cowan. You know, they're going to have to realize their potential defensively for it to be – that way because they will absolutely have to be good on defense if they're giving up 
80 a game, it, it, you know, at times, that that is not good. But, no, I, I think it's it's a solid group, man. I'm looking forward to it. No question. And uh, looking forward to actually getting back around to talking hoops. Maybe some opportunity to get into that as uh, TBT is on the way here in the LBK coming up. But we will be in a football frame of mind pretty heavy in days, weeks, and months to come. Big 12 Media Days coming up this week. And tomorrow as we get set for that, we're going to step back and take a bigger glance at Texas Tech Athletics. We'll get into a stock report. Are you buying? you selling? Are you trending up? Are you trending downward when you're thinking Red Raiders sports at large? And then, of course, we'll have some things to wrap up the week from Big 12 Media Days as the Red Raiders take the mic. So plenty to look forward to here the remainder of the week. Hope you'll join us for that. And specifically, I'm talking to you, Chris. Going to need you for some conversation as uh, football is creeping in, my friend. About to be the best time of the year. And I know oh, that yeah. I'm preaching to the choir when I say that. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Going to get a lot of, uh, you know, football talk as the week goes along. Be interested to see what Joey and others have to say. Uh, I would say that I'm very intrigued by what Commissioner Yormark has to say as well. Indeed. Everybody will be hanging on his every word. The topics are endless with him, but I can't I, I can't wait to see what all he has to offer up. Uh, join us here as we'll have some reaction there to all of the above. And make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We'll be back around again on the other side for another edition of Locked On Texas Tech.